Hello, my mishpoche, Yiddish for my friends who are like family. So I am actually trying this in the furnace room of my house. I think this place is pretty dang soundproof. We shall see. I hope everything is going swell with all of y'all. Me personally, it's okay. I got a big meeting with my boss coming soon that I don't know... You know, I'm not even going to get started, but I'm excited to finish our last book summary. And I am just getting to my memos here. Look, I am just so unorganized right now. So it was called Letting Go by David Hawkins, and we were almost done. Almost. Just a bissel to go. So let's jump right in, and then I will get to... The book summary, uh, The Millionaire Fast Lane. So there's a quote, we give everything meaning. And I thought, okay, that's very natural. And the book mentions our beliefs are what shape the meanings of things. This actually reminds me of the fourth and fifth agreements, uh, the book. It's a great book, actually, on philosophy. But it just basically says that we are agreeing to everything we believe in. Um, oh, oh, and then this is the key part is that everything is a mask. Even identity is a mask. It's all a mask to just give things meaning. Okay? Like, think of anything you believe in. It is according to the... It's a theory, but this author says it's a mask to give things meaning. And by giving... To feel the need to give something meaning kind of shows that... We don't, we're not admitting that we don't know what it is, truly. So I got thinking, and if we try stripping away the meaning of things, we may be able to shape new beliefs with new info, and that is subconscious programming. You know, obviously there are caveats to that. But if we strip away the meaning of things, we might be able to shape new beliefs. And that can subconsciously program us in a different way, potentially a better way. And let's elaborate here, all right? Let's create a case study. So someone, they think, they've given meaning to the city they grew up in. That that if you grow up in... um, a little small shtetl, then it means you will not amount to success. But if you strip that meaning away, you can shape a new belief, which is that even if you're from a small town, you can be successful. And then your subconscious programming is that of one who thinks they are successful, regardless. I think that's kind of cool. Check your pride. It's a good thing to feel pride because it means we're moving away from negative self-talk. However, we can't get narrow-sighted. You know, that would mean we're missing opportunities if we're narrow-sighted. Therefore, don't be afraid to talk with folks who see things differently. They'll check your pride and seek understanding in that circumstance. See that in their world, with their baggage and with their logic that was created due to their subconscious programming, aka the information that they sense through all their senses, see how they could see things in such a way and understand. What do we call this? That's humility. This allows us to never miss opportunities to make us better people.
And if you're ever wondering, like, oh, that sounds selfish. Why are we doing all this to be a better person? No, no, you want to be a better person to then help those around you. It's the oxygen mask analogy. You got to save yourself before you save other people on the airplane. This book finishes by saying, uh, <laughs> wait, sorry. <laughs> this book finishes saying that by letting go, you will look at past experiences as teachers, not as tormentors or punishers. I thought that's such a nice, peaceful way to finish a novel. And that is that. Let's move right on, people. So just pause this if you want. If you're with someone or you want to call someone, pause and do so. Call them. Discuss this book and other concepts you learned. It is so much fun to do that. Let's jump to the millionaire fast line. It starts out a quote, we're lucky to be in a time where resources are cheapest, cheaper than ever. See, I, I typed too fast here. And it made me think about a fact. You know, Forbes had down that there are a little over 600,000 millennial millionaires in the U.S. right now. However, both Forbes and the BBC state that millennials are also on average going to be poorer than their previous generations. See, these contradict now, this tells me that the predictions in which two societal classes could emerge one day, the mega wealthy and the mega poor, could very well start playing out. Because again, think about that first stat. That we're seeing the most millennial millionaires ever right now. But we're also seeing the poorest generation in a long time. That's, that's somewhat of classism. Like We're going to see two classes con continuously get farther apart. So we will, have, we will have people that get into more and more debt because school is getting more expensive. That's a fact. And the folks who don't have to pay for the school get a head start. See, and that just separates the gap even more. See the world from a production perspective, people. So there's a, a quote here. Don't borrow money, lend it. Don't shovel for gold, sell shovels. Instead of taking a job, hire a job. Instead of taking a mortgage, hold a mortgage. Reorient the world as a producer. Now, this is interesting. I really love it, especially people here, instead of taking a job, hire a job. They, they right away think like, oh, that's not going to produce revenue. No, of course it's got to look deeper here. Think of like a business owner. Hire someone to make your business more than you pay them. You know, it's that simple. And I love that there's a saying during a gold rush, don't dig for gold, sell shovels. And right now, currently at the housing market, I really like that ideology because we're seeing appreciation in the 15% range in the last year. 2021 might not slow down and everyone wants to get in and buy a property. But why are we, when so many people want to buy properties, it's literally that analogy. Just be the lender. Don't buy a property. Lend the money to the people buying properties. That's where it's at. There's another thing here. Wealth equals profit plus asset value. Wealth equals your profit, profit 50K, plus the value of your asset, the 50K asset. And so your wealth is 100,000. So there's a quote here. This book costs the author 1,000 hours of his time. So if he sells 100,000 books at $5, he will make $500,000. Now, because it took him 1,000 hours to make $500,000, that's $500 an hour. 500,000 books equals 2,500 hours. So even in 10 years, if he makes $5, he is just expanding his pay per hour. It gets better too. 
if he is on a radio show for 10 minutes and that yields a thousand book sales, his time is literally worth $30,000 an hour. Can you make your time worth $30,000 an hour? Of course you can. Because your wealth is just profit plus asset value. They are talking about marginal elasticity in microeconomics. You know, if Bobby took 15 minutes to make a pizza and Jane took five, Jane only has to sell a pizza for 33% the amount as Bobby because her time is more valuable. Any business person would be a fool to do that though. So Jane decides to step away, hire another person, since the high margins are paying her new employee, she isn't even doing it, and they can pump out pizzas even faster, assuming there's a demand. And that is, again, called marginal elasticity. It's a really cool concept. It's, it's kind of how like the rich get richer, to be honest. Like, yeah, that's really cool. So time is money, people. Have control in your business. Control is making important choices and overseeing everything or everyone. That's called driving when a business flows. And if you aren't driving, aka not having control, you will metaphorically crash. Okay, take control because control is making important choices and overseeing everything or everyone. For a successful business, know your habitat. If you go niche, you can charge a premium. For example, someone that just says, I will train anybody. Versus someone that says, I will specifically train those who had a back injury and damaged their sciatic nerve. And are over the age of 60. And under the age of 90. Like, like that's the niche. You, and then all these people say, okay, he's really good with this. Because there's a saying, if you try to help everyone, you'll help no one. <laughs> he mentions all seven of the highest revenue creating online industries. <clears throat> and I thought of my buddy's brand, Built Better. It's not a thing anymore, but it used to be. It was online coaching. And they mentioned subscriptions and advertising. So... Keep that in mind for anyone listening. Subscriptions and advertising are on that list of the seven highest revenue creating online industries. And that makes so much sense. So jump into those. If you market well, you'll sell a $5 program to a thousand people every month and you get paid by companies to advertise on your website. So paraphrasing a little bit, a newbie will build a business for fun and that's an expensive hobby. A true entrepreneur sees a systematic passive income machine one day. The book calls it a mature business. But the book also mentions that every mature business must go through infancy and adolescence. It's a slow process. Just one must see the end vision of a system. And you, you, you can't rush that, that infancy. Like It's just like a, a child growing up. It's just like anybody growing up. You must go through that process of infancy and adolescence of the business and then it can mature even though you see the grand vision you can't just jump to maturity doesn't work like that all right well that my friends is a quick and, and a quick end to a quick recap of that book it's 819 now i gotta get going in 10 minutes Next is a podcast summary, actually, and it's going to be more related to fitness and physiology 
as well as some just mind-blowing, and I mean mind-blowing physiological facts. I And folks, again, I, if you listen to my trailer, I am a strength coach. That is what I do for a living. I just also happen to love philosophy, ideology, success, business, aspirations, goal setting, the list goes on. But this next one and the next episode is all about your body and and some other I'm not going to spoil it's really really cool so stay tuned for that and hey I want to hear this and see if my furnace is a great place to record this stuff no echo maybe it sounds better you tell me I gotta go folks I'll stop talking this was a good time and this was a quick one yeah 12 and a half minutes anyways god I don't want to leave this is so much fun I love I love pretending to teach And I retain this stuff better when I talk about it. So I I can't wait to do this again. Stay tuned. I wish you the best. Share this with people you like. Share it with folks that you think will enjoy learning. Spread the knowledge. Fill your brain with stuff that stimulates you. If you don't use your neurons, they die. Use it or lose it. It's that simple. Get rid of junk food TV. Get rid of junk food conversation. And get rid of junk food people. Get rid of junk food. (laughs) Balance is everything, though. I will never tell you to cut it completely. Enough. Enough's enough. I've been talking too much. Take care. Mm